you guys have to check out this new service that I'm playing around with called Issue. It is totally amazing. You live to create, but you don't live to worry over the last nitpicky details involved in putting final touches on contact. You got to do what you do best and let Issue handle the rest. If you're a creative, you know the drill. You're finally done editing. It's perfect. Now you just need format and reformat for every single platform. With Issue, make it once and it's ready to post everywhere. Seriously, Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital publications from brochures to magazines and sales collateral. It's perfect for creators, marketers, designers, educators, publishers, salespeople, or just anyone that wants to make eye-catching content that can be distributed on multiple platforms. Issue makes it really simple. Just upload the PDFs and files and Issue transforms them using your vision and customizable templates to create the content you want. With Issue, you just create it one time and distribute it everywhere. Everything is optimized to post on your website, social platforms like Instagram and Facebook. They can even help you make animated Instagram stories. And the best part about it, it is free. F-R-E-E free. That's right. It's free to get started with Issue. So go to issue.info slash frequency to sign up for your free account. That's I-S-S-U-U dot info slash frequency to sign up and let them know that you heard about it from this show, Finding Your Frequency. Remember, that's dot info, not dot com, dot info. So go to I-S-S-U-U dot info slash frequency and get your free account today. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. We're still seeing it quite well through that haze. E equals MC. That all men are created equal. About the future innovation. And growing strength in the air. Tear down. Something's happening. Coming up on stage. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another wonderful episode of Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Ryan Treasure, and boy, do we have a great show for you guys. First off, I want to thank everybody who's continuously tuned in since we started the show back in 2016. Uh, if you guys don't remember way back then, the, uh, the show initially was launched because the CEO of Voice America wrote this really cool book called Finding Your Frequency, How to Broadcast Yourself and Your Message. Uh, and so we did about 26 topical episodes that were you know, about what we do here at Voice America, how we uh, help people plan radio shows, podcasts, television shows, all those types of things. And uh, what, a, what a great whirlwind that was. So if you guys haven't had a chance to check out some of those original episodes that are still available and on demand, you can go listen on any of your favorite podcast stuff. Uh, and then, of course, we shifted in 2017 into uh, this idea of how did people find their frequency in life and in business? And, you know, what's the driving factors behind people and why they do what they do? And, you know, why do people leave the safety net of a nine to five to go start their own job and walk the plank of entrepreneurship. So we like to say here at uh, Voice America, or or why did you go write a book, become a speaker, all of those wonderful things. And we've had some fantastic topics over the last couple of weeks. We've really been focusing on uh, uh, leadership over the last couple of weeks, which I think was a really good topic for us. Uh, you know, having some some folks in, in leadership positions. Uh, and then last week, we talked to Eric Qualman or Equal Man, uh, who, who has just, you know, blown the world up with the Focus Project and you know what what an amazing interview that was if you guys didn't get a chance to listen to that that was last week on the 4th of December want to make sure that you go listen to that and as we kind of you know round that Thanksgiving corner and move ourselves into the Christmas holiday uh, you know 
uh, I, I don't want to lose focus on leadership because as we move into 2021, leadership is going to be of the utmost importance as our our country transitions into uh, you know new presidency, as uh, lots of uh, uh, municipalities around the country also shift with you know new senators and new governors and mayors and all of those types of things. There's uh, you know just kind of a transitional element happening in the United States, and I think leadership really needs to be top of mind when uh, people are talking about what they're doing for 2021, whether it's, you know, being a leader in your own home, whether you're a parent, uh, whether it's being a leader in your social circles, or whether it's being a leader at your business or uh, if you're an elected official, you know, leadership uh, takes all types of forms. And it's important, I think, that that everybody really hones in on that. It's important. Uh, and today we're, we're going to we're going to talk a little bit about leadership with our guest today, too. But we're also going to kind of talk about um, some some different nuances as it relates to uh, remote working and what people have been doing uh, through all of the the crazy covid times and, and really talk about what a, what is a hybrid workforce and uh, becoming the new normal during a time uh, that, that, you know, nobody was really uh, prepared for with this pandemic and what does post-pandemic life look like for for a lot of these companies and things and so uh, our guest today uh, is a fantastic gentleman I mean his accolades go so far back his bio is just so awesome I don't even think I can read it all but uh, our guest is uh, Mo Vela Uh, he's the CEO of Mo Vela LLC chief chief transparency officer of transparent business has had such a diverse career lots of experience uh, positions him uh, uniquely to to put him at the epicenter of our law, politics, business, and finance intersect. Uh, Like I said, he's the founding partner and CEO of the Vela Group LLC. Um, A highly respected gentleman in the Latin American market here in the United States. Uh, Worked for presidents, done all kinds of wonderful things. So I want to thank Mo Vela for being on and uh, welcome Mo to the show. Welcome, Mo. Hey, Ryan. Thanks so much. It's so good to be with you. Hey, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day. I mean, I know that... uh, you know, you, you, you have so many different things underneath your cap when, you know, looking at your bio and all the different things that you've done and, and, you know, being in, in business and being an entrepreneur. And then of course, uh, uh, you know, also working in, in, in law and going to St. Mary's university school of law, uh, really, really cool. You've, you, you've, you've worked for congressmen, uh, you, you've worked for vice presidential candidates. I mean, like so many cool things, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm well, so interested thanks. to pick your brain today. <laughs> <laughs> pick away, Ryan. Pick away. Yeah, actually, uh, in fairness, uh, because of the recent election, uh, you know, I think it's important to, to note that uh, I'm very proud to these days for our nation. But uh, I was um, director of management and senior advisor to Vice President Joe Biden in his first 18 months of his vice presidency in the White House. And cool. Um, I, I point that out only because he's the president elect and um and uh, it was a privilege and an incredible honor to call him my friend and to have worked for him. So it's relevant in yes. today's uh, dialogue, right, for our country. Yeah, you know, um, I, I respect anybody who, um, who who works in any type of service-based offering, you know, um, especially if you, you know, doing work for the government. And in, in, in whichever respect, it doesn't matter. I'm a Navy veteran. My father was an Army veteran. And. You know, yeah. whether you're and thank you for your service. Oh, anytime I would do it again, uh, twice over. Um, 
you know, it's uh, it's it's just interesting when you kind of think about how cool it is to, you know, work for some of those people of influence, especially, you know, vice presidents and, and all that kind of stuff. And I think back about a radio show that we we have here on Voice America called House House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. And uh, Dr. Connie Mariano was the White House doctor for all the Bushes, uh, the Clintons. Con- Connie and I served together. Nice. Because I was... I was also chief financial officer and senior advisor okay. to Vice President Al Gore for five years. Oh, nice. So Dr. Okay. Mariano was in there when I was in the Clinton White House. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, she's a, a a great friend of the network. She'll be here on Thursday. I can't wait to see her. She always... She's awesome. <laughs> awesome. I'm a big fan of her. Yeah, she just she brightens my day every time I see her. And she always gives me like the coolest information on, you know, like what's going on that I don't know that's not in the regular news and, and those kind yeah. of things, which is really cool. So appreciate her for that. But Mo, let, let's shift gears just a little bit. I know that, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're kind of like a renaissance man of sorts with all the different things that you've done over the course of your career. And, um, but I want to kind of set the tone for the interview and, you know, kind of start at the beginning of, you know, like where, where did you find your frequency in life and in business and, and why did you end up where you are? Kind of give us a, a a little backstory of the road traveled, so to speak. Well, and I ask, I ask for your forgiveness because I, I, I want to take a second to tell the story because um, I, I hope that um, in telling our stories, I think it's really powerful, Ryan, for every human being to tell their story. Because even if you help one person and save one person's life or inspire one person or motivate one person or even even demonstrate to somebody how not to be or how to be right then it's all worth it so bear with me let me quickly tell you i grew up in the southern tip of texas on the mexican border i'm of mexican heritage a very in many ways a traditional latino family uh i have a book out on amazon that i wrote about five years ago called little secret big dreams and the subtitle is pink and brown in the white house and that pretty much tells you uh how i found my frequency uh little secret knowing since the age of six that i was somebody that i felt like somebody that i um um, had the uh, inclination to be somebody that and in in 1960s texas on a ranch, Hispanic and Catholic, and the son of a very prominent family, uh, I knew I couldn't be who God had made me uh, since the age of six. So the little secret in my book title, <laughs> and then Big Dreams, the little secret was I knew since I was six that I couldn't be who I really was. Uh, I knew I was gay when I was six. Uh, I couldn't say it, I couldn't be it, I couldn't live it, I couldn't dream it, I couldn't aspire to it. Um, uh, the time period would not allow it. The, the Texas mentality, the Latino machismo, <laughs> you name it, yeah. the Texas cowboy thing, you name it. So I, I had to like shelve my authentic and true self. And this is an important part of the story when I found my frequency, because you can't find your frequency until you live your truth and you own your authentic self. Um, and so I really, I, I'm so glad I agreed to do this podcast because that question right there matters more to me than anything I've been able to accomplish, any blessing that's been bestowed upon me, any title that I've had or any amount of money that I could make. Your question matters more to me because it is about finding our frequency on the journey of life. So 
I had a very, very challenging, I made the most of it. I did everything a Texas boy was supposed to do. You can appreciate that as a Navy veteran, I'm sure. Uh, you know, you go in, you you act the way you're supposed to, you go hunting, you go fishing, right? I, I played every sport. I was an all-star football player. Um, I did ev- everything you were supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. And anything to move my little secret to the side to make sure nobody found out my little secret. Fast forward, uh, I contemplated suicide at the age of 17 because the locker room became a juxtaposition that was almost insurvivable for me. So I quit football and my fellow football players turned on me within 48 hours. So every day my junior year in high school between classes, I was called a faggot for six year, six months of my life. And I contemplated taking my life, um, but something told me that I was meant to stay on this journey. Something told me, no, don't let them win, right? Don't let the bullies win. And that survivor mentality, I, I, I plowed through, finished, went to college, went to law school. Um, and um, lo and behold, I'm going to skip a whole bunch. But lo and behold, I end up as a Bill Clinton political appointee. Uh, and I find myself about a year into my tenure in the, in the Clinton administration at the Department of Agriculture, no less, <laughs> still now having one foot out, one foot in, in the closet, the proverbial closet. And I get called to the White House for an interview by the chief of staff to Vice President Al Gore, who, by the way, is was just named Joe Biden's chief of staff 48 hours ago. Wow. This is what a small hey, world you might is. You might be going back to the White House, buddy. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that, right? <laughs> hey, I just said you but might. You don't, you don't, no, you don't have to. You don't Ron have to. Uh... Was chief, this man named Ron Klain, who now the world knows because he's now Joe Biden's new chief of staff coming up in the White House. Ron Klain, I go into his office. I'm this 32-year-old gay, chubby, Latino, ugly as hell. I walk in and he says, I'm looking for a lawyer type guy right who can come in and help me for six months i'm like well i'm a lawyer type right <laughs> and uh he says i'll tell you what I'll, I'll you're it i'm gonna borrow you from the department of agriculture and ryan six months later when my six month tenure was up i get called to the west wing of the white house by a man named al gore and ron Klain accompanies me we walk over across the, the walkway and we go into the West Wing, we wait outside and Al Gore calls us in. And I'm thinking he's just gonna say, thank you for your six months. He says, you were so good at this. I'd like to see if you would be my new chief financial officer and senior advisor. And I'm 32 years old, maybe 33 at the time. And um, I, of course, tears start coming down my cheeks. Uh, And as I said to the media this entire week since Ron was named chief of staff, Ron Klain and Al Gore believed in me before I believed in myself. So you know when I found my frequency was on the day about eight months later, 10 months later, when my my life partner at the time, uh, a gentleman who was serving in the United States Navy, to bring it exactly full circle to you, and he was assigned to the National Security Agency. And unbeknownst to us, under the, under the don't ask, don't tell rule, we were being filmed outside of our home through our window. 
to catch him in violation of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. I went in the next day. Yeah, Ryan, that happened to me. Yes. Yes. And I went in the next day to the West Wing and I sat outside Vice President Gore's office. And this is when I found my frequency. I went in. I was in tears. I offered my resignation effective immediately as his CFO and his senior advisor. He came out from behind the desk. I can't tell this story without getting choked up. But he came out from behind his desk, Al Gore. He held me in his arms and he said, I will not accept your resignation for those purposes. He said, that is no, there's no way. I said, sir, I don't want to embarrass you in the Washington Post when my partner, my life partner gets kicked out of the Navy under don't ask, don't tell. And he said, absolutely, I will not accept your resignation. And it was the following words when I found my frequency. The Vice President of the United States looked at me and said, Mo, let me be very clear. Tipper and I love you. We respect you. We affirm you. And we celebrate you. And at that moment, I found my frequency and I have never turned the frequency down, Ryan. Never have I turned the volume down. Because what I realized was if the Vice President of the United States recognizes my worth, he sees my value as a human being, then damn it, so can everybody else. And more importantly, so should I. And it was that day that I found my frequency. Sorry for the long explanation. No need to apologize. It's important for the backstory, in my opinion, for people to understand to that. Maybe that young person listening to your show who is listening because they want to find out ways to find their frequency. The message, the moral of the story is believe in yourself because every single one of us on this earth is worthy. We're each worthy of dignity. We're each worthy of respect. And we're each worthy of being loved. Period. Hard stop. End of the frequency story right there. Mo, that's a great story. And um, I can't help in my brain but think about, so I'm, I'm, I'm a super analytical person, right? So when when you tell me this story of, you know, somebody filming you guys outside of the house and the whole don't ask, yeah. don't tell, I feel like, Oh, that makes me, yeah. it makes me angry is what it does. It, it really does because yeah. Um, no, yeah. nobody was asking and nobody was telling. So what the, what the deal, you know? That's exactly right, Ryan. That was exactly right. And I've never, that was the one moment on my journey of life in 59 years that I truly felt violated. You know, like I was, I felt violated. The invasion into my sacred privacy into my being Mm -hmm. uh, was so infringed and it was it was just frankly was gross it was disgusting it was despicable it all turned out okay unfortunately uh, they 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 discharged my boyfriend at the time my partner uh, with a dishonorable discharge until Al Gore called the Pentagon and said he deserves to have a JAG right and and he has the right yeah. to have a fair hearing in it and they did reverse it and give him an honorable discharge but he lost all his retirement because of don't ask don't tell 
Uh, they considered homosexuality and obesity choices under the Don't Ask, Don't Tell rules. And they considered drug addiction, addiction and alcoholism illnesses. So you get to keep your retirement benefits in the military if you were kicked out under Don't Ask, Don't Tell, if you were alcoholic or a drug addict, but you actually had your retirement benefits taken away from you if it was you were discharged for obesity or homosexuality. Yeah, fast forward now because- To I, this day, I, I, I still have not- yeah, I feel it's you. It's different now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it totally uh, is different but because I still haven't gotten over that. To be if, honest with you, if if anything, alcoholism yeah, and drugs are that, that's a choice. As you Do, doing drugs and and drinking yeah. alcohol, those are choices, right? Like I can't change who I, I am. Agree. You know, yeah. I am who I am. You like it or love it's it. Amazing, or, isn't it? Like it, love it or leave look, it. I don't look, care. <laughs> look how riled up you are. Yeah. Right. Look how riled up you are over it, and. You can understand then why I'll never get over that. That my partner, uh, that partner is no longer my partner. He's my best friend though, and and a very very dear person to me, and always will be. Um, But it all in the end worked out okay in the sense that uh, I went on to make American history and and be the first LGBTQ American and the first Latino American to serve twice in the White House in a senior executive role. And I made some American history. And I guess I'm past the resentment because it was a chance to say, you know what? You couldn't stop me, right? You couldn't dampen my frequency (laughs) uh, with your hatred, with your divisive spirit, with your discriminatory actions, with your despicable behavior. You're not going to dampen my frequency. You're not gonna turn my frequency down, right? And and so I'm, I'm, uh, there's another message in this whole discussion, frankly, uh, because we're going about to talk about how you become a leader in business and you know all these other topics. And the bottom line is that we we do have to heal. We have to heal. And I think a yeah. lot of people carry a lot of anger and rage and resentment on their journey because they don't take the time to heal from those type of wounds. The ones we're talking about now, where people were filming me through our window, where. You know, I um, was called a faggot for six months by my fellow football players, right? These things, you got to face them, you got to deal with them, and you got to heal because otherwise those people win. Yeah, agreed. Right? So if you carry their anger with you, they won. Yeah. I, I've let it go. I've healed. I'm at peace. Uh, and I try every day to just live my life full well, of light I- and positive energy. That, love. That's what I talk to my daughter about all the time and not necessarily with your particular situation, but just, you know, um, with being able to, to, you know, uh, I'll use emotions for example, I have a seven year old daughter, so there's lots of emotions. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and, and I tell her all the time, like, you know, honey, I'm not, I'm not, I will never tell you to not have emotions or to not exude emotion. But I said, there are times when, as you, as you grow and, and you get, you know, later on into life where you're going to have to figure out a better, more constructive way of dealing with your emotions. Like it's okay for you to feel a certain way, but how you react yeah. to, the, to those feelings That's right. are, are, those are the choices, right? You make a choice by those reactions. And so sometimes absolutely, I'm like, honey, you're going to do stuff in life that you, you never really wanted to do, but you you know you need to do it because you have a personal responsibility a professional responsibility it may it may jerk some emotions out in you that you don't like i said but how you deal with those emotions are is is, is extremely important you know and i'm it's not so true you gotta internalize it yeah and and heal and whatever it is but don't don't let don't let things don't fester inside you don't hold them in you've gotta that's you've, right you've gotta release and move you know that's and, right and keep that's going right. 
That's right. Yeah. Don't harbor. And she's lucky to have that advice from you. Seriously. I, 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 I learned it because of interviews just like this, Mo. Of just, just well, being open minded. She's blessed. She's going to have a much more beautiful journey because you're teaching her that beautiful, powerful lesson. And it, and it's about not harboring, really. It's yeah. when you hold on to that, it turns into bad and toxic energy and it it affects your daily life. It holds you back from that beautiful freedom to live your frequency, 100%. to live at your ultimate frequency. It really does. It, it It's the one turning your volume down. Well, it's it, that harboring that negative and toxic energy. If you harbor that negative energy, it makes it really hard to live your authentic self, right? Like you were talking about that earlier oh, today. There's uh, no way to do it, Ryan. There's no way to do it. There just, there, it just isn't. And I'm living testimony, right? Because when I wasn't able to live my true and authentic self for cultural reasons, for societal prohibitions, for the time period, whatever the reasons were, uh, I assure you, I was, I know I wasn't, I, I didn't, hadn't found my frequency. I, I couldn't live my ultimate frequency yeah. because that was all keeping from it, right? So anything that keeps you from your ultimate and optimum frequency, get rid of it. And that <laughs> includes people who you think you like. I, I'm telling you, I, I, if somebody's toxic or they're negative or damaging energy in your life, it may hurt to say, you know what, I'm keeping you at arm's length. You don't have to be rude or ugly or hateful or, you know, kick them completely out of your life, but you do get to choose the role they play on your journey. Mm -hmm. And if it's toxic, negative or ugly, keep it away. I keep think, it away. I think that's an important topic, uh, an important, when you talk about life, you talk about business, you talk about being a leader, right? It's very, very, very important that you surround yourself with individuals that are um, of 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 like mind, of like scope. Um, in in a lot of instances, like I have a bunch of people that I know, right? I'm I'm, sure I'm throwing air quotes up yeah. here, like people yeah. I know, I know them. We're acquaintances, right? And I say right. yes, this is my friend, but when I when I really sit down, and my wife and I did this exercise a couple of nights ago, I was like. What, who, who really are our friends? Like who, what are, what are yeah. the people, you know? And when we got to thinking about it, it was like, no, nah, we have a bunch of acquaintances and a couple of friends and a bunch of family, you know? And, and when you, yeah. and when you really right. sit down right. and, you know, put a magnifying glass over, you know, who are these people in your lives? And then I start to think about, you know, I'm like, you know what? We're really good friends with our neighbors who live across the street that we've known for 15 years since we bought this house. And I never realized how much of a good friends we really were until you started to identify or magnify some of those things. And, you know, it's extremely important. And when you say when you say toxic, um, when you use, you know, heavy hitting words like that, I think it's important for people to understand, you know, some context around what is it mean? What is a toxic person? Right. Because it's one thing, and I'm I'm, I'm not going to go into politics because I just it's not that's not what we do. But I'm going to use politics as yeah. an example. Just because person A feels one way and person B feels one way about e economics, right? That doesn't mean that they're toxic, 
right? That you have two different ideas. That's correct. Right. And so I want, I want, I want to, right. I want to put that out there. I'm only doing that because, you know, yeah. earlier you were talking about healing and you were talking about, you know, some of those things that you've gone through. And it's like, I feel like um, we have, we have so much stuff going on in our lives right now with the election and the COVID yep. and all this other stuff. And you get, everybody's all mad at each other. And I'm still I, in my brain. I'm like, why is everybody mad at each other? Like, okay, great. You like one dude, you like the other dude. Okay. Who cares? Whatever. Yeah. Move on. Let's deal with life. Yeah. You know, um, respect, yeah. respect the office, right? Well, that's exactly right. And listen, I'm glad you brought that up because that's not my definition of toxic and that's not what I'm talking about. Right. right? And that's why I wanted uh, you to explain I'll, that. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll attest to it. I'm on Fox business tonight okay. with Kennedy. So I'm on Kennedy tonight on Fox business. So right, if I in. believed that, if I believed that people who uh, had different opinions in me or had p- different political ideological mm-hmm. uh, uh, perspectives in me were toxic. I wouldn't be on Maria Bartiromo every 10 <laughs> days or on Kennedy tonight on Fox business, right? Cause we don't agree on much. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm yep. talking about is energy. So toxic people to me can be people that work with me, work for me, that I do business with. Uh, I get to choose all those people, okay? And what I mean by toxic people in any setting, in any environment, it's, it's that person who is constantly injecting negative, negative energy, right? So it's that person who's the naysayer. It's the person who's the blockage. It's the one who's who, who looks at the glass half empty at all times, right? Nothing's optimistic, nothing's hopeful. There's nothing great about finding kindness and love amongst each other. There's nothing, they don't, they wouldn't even find the thought of uniting our country right now a positive thing. They find no no greatness or goodness in healing that person. I don't have time for them. I have only a limited number of hours left on my journey, right? As Bill Clinton once said on his like 50th birthday or 55th birthday, I remember on the South Lawn saying, and now I say it every birthday. I have less tomorrows than I do yesterday. That's true. Right? Yeah. And, and why so why would you want to spend that time harboring negativity or exactly or, or, that's or what I mean? Co-mingling with to other me, people. It's about negative. Yeah. Get rid of the negative energy. That doesn't mean I get rid of every friend of mine who loves Donald Trump, to your point. Right. I don't. I'm a, I consider Kennedy a friend of mine, the host tonight on mm-hmm. Fox Business, right? So That's not what I mean. I'm going on there because we actually like each other. We laugh together. We found common ground on her show, right? And so to me, I find her to be positive energy because we're always striving to find that common ground, even though we don't agree on like 85% of stuff. I I have a really good friend of mine that we do martial arts together, right? And and, um, we are... On, on, I wouldn't say complete opposite spectrums, but we're we're similar to to you know you and Kennedy. Like you know, on from yeah. a from a political standpoint, we're kind of we're kind of a little bit separate in, in a lot of areas. But we're yeah. a lot of we're there's a lot of stuff we agree on too. Exactly. Uh, but that doesn't mean that like I don't like that person just because they have no. those thoughts. Actually, I actually enjoy that because it it it's very very helpful to actually have an intelligent conversation with somebody who can tell you no, I don't believe in what you're saying, and let me tell That's you right. why. And, and not get mad at each other, you know, like that's right. And have a have a discourse, civil a discourse, discourse. <laughs> yeah. And 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 it's okay. We've got to get back to that. 
That's, by the way, the only way our country is going to heal right now and unite is to go back to respectful discourse, right? And and um, and honestly, uh, I I didn't even want to do Kennedy tonight because I'm really tired and I, my voice is ha- suffering from allergies. And <laughs> but you know what? I said yes because of what we're talking about here. Because I feel like she and I can demonstrate to her audience it's okay, it's okay to to have respectful discourse and to disagree oh you mean disagreement is a you mean you're gonna lead you you mean you're gonna lead by example mo you're gonna sit down with somebody on the other (laughs) side and actually have civil discourse (laughs) i don't have enough of an ego to think that i could lead in anything by example but i will tell you i do think that each of us will have to do our little itty bitty part right to make this work and the old African proverb, right? It takes a village. It takes a village for everything, in my opinion. It really does. And so anyway, so, uh, you know, I know we wanted to talk about remote workforce <laughs> and I look forward to that. And and uh, because I think it's something that, uh, frankly, everybody, um, large majority of Americans and a large majority of the world, right, are working remotely today. Yeah. And involuntarily, I might add, this was brought upon us unexpectedly with the pandemic right so i know you want to talk about that and i'm i was hogging up all the time talking oh, about no. us as people and human beings but no but i, I think it goes to show you what i really care about i know but i think the conversation of human humanity and, and being human and living your authentic self plays a direct role in hybrid workforces right because now more than ever no doubt. how because of hybrid workforces and people working from home i i feel like more people how, who have been working at home who are not commuting right they're not you know they're 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 getting up and going to work in their dens their home offices their kitchen table whatever the case may be um I, right. th- I think that really gives people the opportunity to really reflect within themselves a lot more than the hustle and bustle of let me hurry up and I got to get ready and I got to go to work. Now I'm, I'm a little bit on the other, yep. other side of that, right? I work in media, so I can't work from home. We have a studio facility. Like I'm, I'm, I'm currently in my office, which is also yeah. a studio. Uh, but you know, we have uh, our, our radio engineers running live internet talk radio show 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's not like I can take the studio home and put it in my garage. There's not even enough bandwidth in my neighborhood to cover for that. But, um, and so I'm still commuting, but my wife, my wife, who's an accountant, she's been working from home. Um, and then we have this kind of thing that we yep. do. You talk about hybrid workforce, right? I take, I don't go to the studios on Thursdays. So that way my wife can go to her job and she can have meetings with her chief financial yep. officer, who's her boss for, you know, the place that she works at. And, and it works out really well yep. because, um, you know, and, and I, schools are still operating currently in Phoenix for the time being. I think they're probably going to close in a couple of weeks with, you know, the spike and some numbers and stuff like that. But um, I now yeah. be- I now became the, uh, you know, my wife used to do all the drop the kiddo off and pick the kiddo up. And now I'm like, now I'm, I'm the guy. I get to do that in the morning now. And, you know, yeah. I found it awesome. I have this new amount of time, whether it's 15 minutes or whatever it is. My kid and I get in the car. She's seven. She's like, Dad, I want to listen to the Trolls soundtrack with Justin Timberlake. And I'm like, let's do it. Okay, Amazon Alexa, play the doohickey. And, you know, the car starts rocking. And for 15 minutes, we get to enjoy this moment together that we don't normally do yeah. had it been business as usual yeah. you know, pre-COVID. And it's been, a, it's been a fantastic growth experience for both myself and my daughter. 
and I've been I introduced her to music that she didn't even know about right my wife just listens to country music all the time right and I like country music too but I can't listen to it all the time and I'm like honey have you ever heard of Def Leppard uh, what about ACDC? Ah. Uh, let me introduce oh. you to. Do you know who Leonard? Do you know who Leonard Skinner is? Uh, oh, oh, what? No, you don't know. Oh, oh so we we've been playing all kinds of different music. ACDC. Yes, and kiss. She, yes, kiss. <laughs> she goes in the back of the car, Mo, and I'm not even joking. She throws her little horns up like she's a rock star. And when ACDC ah. Thunderstruck plays, and she's back in the car rocking out with Thunder, Thunder, and I'm just like, this is awesome. You know, and it, and I and it, I can't help I, I can't help but think of it. It's an Amazon device commercial where this girl and it shows her growing up throughout her life. You know, and her dad is this big influence on on her, and she leaves and she goes to college, and she's like in the oh, door yeah. and she's in the dorm room right for like the very first time. And I'm sitting there going, "Oh man, I, I can, I'm feeling this commercial like in my soul, right?" Because it cuts over and she's like kind of sad. She's like missing her family and she reaches over and to make sure my Alexa wasn't plugged in. She, she reaches over and, and she says, Alexa, play, play my dad's playlist. Right. Oh. And it starts playing this music that her dad had introduced her to uh, over time. Yeah. And, and it was just, 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 you know, warmed my heart knowing that, you know, it was because of COVID that I'm going to be able to, you know, yeah. put that onto, onto my kid. Cause I'm, I mean, I work like a lot. So, um, as you, you can understand, you just, you just humanized and totally, uh, exemplified something I've been saying for seven months all over the, the world in media, right. When I do mm -hmm. my remote, uh, they, they consider me quote unquote, a remote work for, I'm doing air quotes, by the way, <laughs> a remote workforce expert, um, <clears throat> I'm on the board of directors, as you mentioned, of a company called Transparent Business. And we actually have a software that is the most non-invasive, but yet the most thorough uh, software that actually can manage and coordinate remote workforces around the world. So it's a software as a service. So anyway, um, you just totally, did, by telling that story, this made me realize I'm so glad I've been saying this for seven months because <laughs> what I've been saying is using my 87 year old mom as an example because mama used to say growing up down in Texas she'd say from all bad can come some good and I would of course you know as a kid you're like I don't see anything good right now I just lost my baseball game right you know and you're crying and you're mad because you lost and you're like what good can come from this right but you grow up and from this pandemic has come stories like you just described. And so I call this our new normal, right? And and it, it's working so well, Ryan, this remote workforce model, that the result will be a hybrid model. I've been predicting that and that is looks like what's gonna happen mm -hmm. post pandemic. You're gonna have a hybrid workforce model. And, and I'll tell you the reason people are going to demand as employees, they're gonna to demand to of employers of the future that this option to work remotely is gonna be part of your employee benefit package. Just mark my word, call me in two years and tell me I if I was wrong, okay? I, I, have I, me back on the podcast. Well, we'll have you back on, but I already know you're gonna be because right. I already know. I just simply well, it's gonna make it. It's it, it's part of the competition. See, yeah, well, because it's it's our new normal and. and 
Look at what you just described. It's quality time you got to have with your child that you didn't otherwise have. You didn't even know you were missing that. You didn't even know you were missing out on that, right? And, And also, listen, you also described something you didn't even realize. You actually just described how to make a marriage healthy. You compromised with your work and accommodated her career. Yeah. You don't even think about that part. Your work, that's part of your marriage now. Now you got to figure that out. You compromised, you collaborated, you accommodated each other's, you respected each other's careers. So, so compromise this, is like this hybrid, 95% this, of relationships. You know what I mean? That compromise, 95% of relationships. Yeah. You know, we, we, we've done interviews before with, you know, marriage and family therapists and, you know, early childhood development yeah. counselors and all kinds of people from all walks of life about how they found their frequency in life. And, you know, we, we t- I talked to a dating expert uh, earlier this year. It was back in February for our, uh, our, uh, our, our Valentine's Day thing that we did. And one of the things that she said, was, yeah. which was so cool, is, you know, everybody watches so much television and they see all these Hollywood, you know, um, you know love stories and it's like they meet and they fall in love and everything is perfect and we're like oh no that never happens and let me tell you uh, I've been I've been with my wife uh, uh, since 1999 and the only reason we've been together since 1999 is because we put a a lot of hard work effort blood sweat and tears you know we've we've had arguments we've had um, you know uh, days where I'm like you know what I'm gonna go stay with my mom for a couple of days like we're not gelling right now like you need to do you I'm gonna go do me and that's okay right because That's right. That's how we grew right. as individuals, right? And like, by the way, people get too comfortable yeah. with with by normalcy. By the way, you didn't realize it, but you're segue, you're segueing perfectly to this hybrid workforce discussion. Let me tell you why. Because what you just described was that the key to your personal relationship was communication, right? And understand and and using communication as the powerful tool that it is. Well, that's why remote workforce is working so well. Because think about this, technology was preparing us for this moment in history. We have video conferencing. You and I can see each other right now. We're making eye contact. Mm -hmm. We can see each other's body language. No different than if we were in person. Not one thing is different than when we were in person. The only thing that we can't do is I can't give you a big hug when this is over. (laughs) And I probably would have done that, see? But that's the only thing I can't do. But we couldn't have done that even with the pandemic. So it has nothing to do with, you know, not being in person. My point is communication in your marriage, communication in our personal relationships, and communication is the key. And that's why remote workforce models are working. And that's why we're going to end up in a hybrid because it, it can work because of technology. We've got video conferencing. You have things like Slack. Right. So now you have workforce cohesion and communication software like Slack and others. You Microsoft have tra- Teams. software like ours, a transparent business where you can remotely manage in, in real time. You can manage and uh, coordinate remote workforces. So there's no excuses. Communication is the key. Technology is our best friend. And I think this is the way of the future. Um, listen, there are challenges, right? There are challenges trying to parent when your children aren't in school with the pandemic, how do you parent and be responsible as a remote worker? That's not easy, Mm -hmm. right? But it takes some innovation and it takes time. Like you said, you get to spend those 15 minutes with your child. Well, you know what, if they were at home, if your little seven-year-old princess was at home because they closed the schools, which they might do again soon, unfortunately, guess what you gotta do or your wife has to do? You have them up with a schedule for her. 
What can she do all day? Crafting, some schoolwork. Yeah, luckily, you know, luckily we already right? did that. Like we we were already, you know, when she started the school year, it was at home, right? And, we were doing that. And it was yeah. like, and then and then when they gave us, they, they gave us an option. They said, you know, you get two options. You can uh, continue doing at-home learning or you can do a hybrid model where um, the kids will go to school Monday, Wednesday, Friday, huh? and they'll be and home Tuesdays, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Thursday, yeah. Right, and I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I gotta be home Thursday because my, my, my wife's gonna go to work. And so I hang out with my kid all day on Thursday. I, I limit my number of, um, I limit my number of, of, of one-on-one meetings, right? Because yeah. I have to do some, now, now we wanna talk about emailing or doing some of those kind of things or maybe customer service work where you're communicating via email or through, uh, like we have a ticketing system that we use for customer service. So through the ticketing system or what have you. But um, like, I can do that stuff anytime. I can do that on my phone, right? I could be sitting there watching a movie with my kid at three o'clock in the afternoon and she's right. you know she's happy we're watching Rapunzel or whatever you know Disney's thing is for that day and and uh you know watching whatever it is and I can still be doing work you know and but the moment my kid says hey dad are you watching this you know and as long as I'm honest with her and I'm not like yeah yeah, yeah I'm watching it well, you know, I got my head down in my phone, you know, and there's a lot yeah. of times where, and I think this is where, you know, communication collaboration comes in and you talk about, you know, uh, uh, the, the whole hybrid idea of hybrid connected uh, workforces. Um, from a technology perspective, the only challenge is communication and collaboration. You know, the That's technology right. has already bridged our ability to get something done. That's right. Right. It's just now we have to go, you, <clears throat> you know what? These Monday morning meetings that we've had for the last 10 years that are at nine o'clock in the morning, if you're a parent, that might not work for you. You know, my kids start right. school at 8.30 in the morning. I need to be present for her or him or them if you have multiple children, right? Uh, and, and be there so I can make sure that my kids are, you know, sitting in their chairs, you know, doing their instruction and all that stuff and nine o'clock doesn't work for me. Let's, let's, right. let's, let's meet in the middle. Um, can we have this meeting at 10 o'clock? Right, exactly. instead of nine o'clock. It's, just, it's, it's, a, it's adjusting and it's mm -hmm. being flexible. And, and this is something, by the way, I do these most five tips for employers, most five tips for employees in a remote. But I do want to, before we have to end this podcast, I do want to lay out something very important because uh, the CEO of Netflix a few weeks ago really uh, got under my skin because he announced very publicly that there was nothing good and positive about a remote workforce model. And I, I, I went right away to the media. And I was like, Mr. Mr. Hastings, I could not agree with you more, right? I mean, disagree with you more, excuse mm -hmm. me, disagree <laughs> with Mr. Hastings more. Because I want to be very clear here. Let's go through why this is working, okay? You just described several good things that have come from it. But let's talk about five really big things that are all global in the benefits. Employers. Did you know they save on the average of $11,000 per year per employee in a remote workforce model? Because they cut down dramatically on office-related expenses. $11,000 per year per employee. Absenteeism goes down dramatically in a remote workforce model, okay? And so employers have healthier employees and healthier employees tend to be what? More, More productive. Productivity, <laughs> that's right. Productive go, Productivity goes up. It, so that helps employers. Employees, listen to this. Employees get two to three hours of their day back for not having to commute. Two to three hours on the average of their day is returned to their daily life because they don't have to commute. 
That's what I call an enhanced work-life balance. <laughs> Look at what you get to do. You get to watch Rapunzel with your daughter, right? And you name it, the quality of life goes up. And guess what a happier employee is? A more productive employee. That's so okay? funny that you bring that up. Third too because, category. Yeah, that I was just going to say, that's so funny that you bring up the productivity portion. Like uh, this happened to me this morning, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to leave. You know, the kiddo's all ready to go. We're about to jump in the truck and uh, and and head. I'm so Texas. I, lo I love trucks. <laughs> uh, we're getting ready to head to school. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we leave, we leave at 7.30 in the morning because you can't you can't drop your kid off early anymore at school because they can't play on the playground. You can't do any of this stuff. Oh, so yeah. there's like, okay, yeah. if you drop your kid off early, they're going to sit in their classroom for 40 minutes until class starts. So I, I always try to time yeah. it to where she's I, like getting out of the truck about five minutes before the bell rings. So that way yeah. she can just go right to tuck, class. Tuck to the room, yeah. Yeah, right. But um, I, I, I had forgotten something this morning. And so I had to go back to the house really quick. I, I had forgotten my sweater. I was chilly. So I like, I go back home to go get my sweater before I go to the office. And um, my wife is just sitting there watching television. And I'm like, what are you doing? Aren't you supposed to be working? And she's like, well, no, I only had like seven emails that had come in and I had already, I already got those all done. She's like, I, I got them done in the, you know, this last 45 minutes or whatever it is. She's like, I don't have another, I don't, I have a meeting at 10 o'clock in the morning and she's like, and it's Monday. And so I'm waiting for some financial reports that were supposed to be completed by the CPA last week that haven't come in yet. She's like, so, and I need those, uh, you know, to, to, to do the rest of my work today. And so she's like, so I'm just hanging out. And I was like, oh, well, that's cool. You know, and, and, and so, and I said, you know what? That's really cool that you get to take a little bit of time for yourself. I said, maybe, I said, why don't you go take a bath, a hot bath, like go relax, go chill, you know? And she's like, oh, that is a great idea. And I reminded her that we just bought like great a giant idea. box of bath bombs. I was like, we just bought these at Walmart the other day, this giant box, like go use these, go take some time. It's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, and she's been happier. She's more productive. Um, Half of, the t half of the time when I talk to her, you know, I'll ca I call my wife all the time at like 11 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm having lunch. I'm like, already at 11? Yeah. She's like, yeah. Or, she's get, like, guess what? She's like, I started work at 7 o'clock. I'm she already done. She got to make her own lunch. Which was healthy. Yeah, she got to make her own lunch in her own kitchen, <laughs> in her own way, with her own ingredients. And these things matter, Ryan. This is what I call an enhanced work-life balance. By the way, real quickly. The other winners in a remote workforce model, the economy, because all that time your wife is sitting there, she can now, she's actually able to shop on Amazon <laughs> or on eBay when she otherwise would not have been able to. And that is actually pumping. I know, I'm not, I, I, you know what? I'm a gay guy. I'm encouraging her to shop, okay? Sorry, but get over it. But, but here's the deal. Uh, it's pumping money into the economy that otherwise wasn't being pumped into the economy. The fourth one is, do you realize that there's on the average of 17 to 25% less carbon emissions being emitted into the environment under a remote workforce model because people are driving their cars less without the commute? We're yeah. actually helping battle climate change because of the remote workforce model. And then the last category that means a lot to me personally, single moms who otherwise were not able to enter the workforce people with physical disabilities who couldn't get to a traditional workforce and people who have, are socioeconomically disadvantaged who couldn't afford the fuel for a car or a car or the train bus fare or the bus fare to get to a traditional setting, they all now get to enter a global workforce. And so in my opinion, Mr. Hastings at Netflix, you're wrong, you're wrong, and you're wrong. His <laughs> excuse was, 
we can't be as innovative as we are in person. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge Mr. Hastings right now on your show, Ryan. I just met you, just for the record. We just met for the first time when we started this podcast. I bet you a million dollars, and I don't have a million dollars, but we'll put it in monopoly money. But I met you a million dollars in monopoly money. That if you and I schedule the call next week to be innovative and creative in creating something together, that we could do it just like this on this video conferencing call. Could we not? I do it every day. Exactly. Hey, everybody. I wanted to tell you about this great shaving product that I've been using lately. Not only is it awesome, it will save you money. Enough to buy 26 cups of coffee in New York City or three deep dish pizza dinners in Chicago. Harry's is an awesome product. It delivers high quality razor blades as low as $2 each, a fraction of the price of leading brands and saving you hundreds of dollars at the same time. I really like the way that Harry's works. It has a very close shave. It's got a great design for the handle and also the scent of the shave gel is fantastic and it leaves your skin nice and smooth. You can get a trial set delivered to your doorstep by going to harrys.com forward slash frequency. Quality, durable blades at a fair price, just two bucks a blade. They've cut out middlemen manufacturing blades in their German blade factory that's been honing precision blades for a century. I'm telling you, I use this product and it is absolutely amazing. Harry's has all your grooming needs covered in just one stop. You can get blades, hair care, shower products, all on harrys.com. And just like their blades, Harry is committed to providing premium products without breaking the bank. Again, visit harrys.com forward slash frequency. I want to make sure that everybody gets the chance to to go check it out. You can feel better too about the purchase because 1% of their proceeds are set aside for nonprofit organizations developed to helping provide access to better mental health care for men and veterans. How could you not get behind the veterans? So important nowadays. Listeners of the show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com forward slash frequency. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five blade razor with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade. I use it every day. Rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated. And I'm telling you, when you get done shaving, your face will feel so smooth. It's amazing. You even get a travel blade cover to keep your razors dry and easy to grab on the go. So make sure you go to harrys.com dot com forward slash frequency to start shaving and saving today. My my specific job here at Voice America as the vice president of broadcast operations is, you know, um, this this portion that I do with finding your frequency is not part of my, uh, you know, my uh, my job, job, my job description. OK, it's something your that day job. Right. It's something that I do because um I love talking and having these types of conversations with thought leaders in multiple respects. Um, I always come out of these things learning something and I'm better for taking the time to do so. I'm also driving my own company's product. Imagine exactly. that. If you work at a Chevy yeah. dealership, you might wanna drive around that Chevy that your sales force is trying to sell so that way you can understand the nuances of that when they come to you and be like, yo boss, I can't sell any of these trucks right now. And then I'm gonna be like, you know what? I, we need to say, we need to make sure these have these options because um, I've been driving one of those trucks yeah. too, and I, I agree with you. Yeah. It would probably be better. But um, the the point I'm trying to make though is, you know, we do these things, we do certain things in life, not just for money, not just for monetary components, and that's why I think this hybrid work right. model is fantastic because you end up with so many advantages over disadvantages as long as you get out of your own way. Like, you know, the the guy from Netflix, you know, other people who have said similar things to, you know, they don't think that the hybrid model will work. 
The problem, the reason they think that way is because they're still thinking the same way that they used to think before the pandemic. And that's that's, right. They have not been creative. Because, and I don't want to, don't, don't sit That's here right. and let a non-creative person tell me I can't be creative. You got to get out of here. That's toxicity to me. That's right. I'm, I'm canceling my Netflix subscription. It's, I it's agree done. with you. <laughs> that, that. <laughs> well, just for the record, I haven't canceled mine, but <laughs> Mr. Hastings, if he ever listens to this, I didn't cancel mine, but I do disagree with him. And he, I think he's just flat out wrong. And listen, the bottom line is, we it's all about our attitude Brian. it is and it goes back to it goes back to what we were talking about at the first half of our time together and it's about who you are as a human being and if you if you if you look at the glass half full you make this work you make it work for your employer you make it work for your family you make it work for your life you make it work for your children uh, you make it work for our economy you make it work for the world mm-hmm. right and you know what if that if you do that the hybrid work model is going to be the way of the future. I, I feel so confident about it. And I say to people, find the good and the positive in it. Live that. Make that your frequency, right? Let that mm-hmm. contribute to your frequency. How's that? Let that enhance work-life balance. Engage in more self-care, right? It, take pleasure in your wife when she gets to make her own sandwich with her own <laughs> lettuce and her own cucumbers. Right, that she might have grown in her own garden. She did. She got to tend to the garden in she a did. workforce. That hundred percent. That that is hundred percent correct. We 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 struggled for a long time. I love gardening. My my family's from Idaho. Like my whole they, my family is farmers. Okay, we like I'm a first yeah. generation Arizona, and my mom moved here back in the seventies. You know, my wife on the other hand is a sixth generation Arizona. Right, she's been and her family's been in the Southwest for uh, for like you know early eighteen hundreds and. Uh, um, it's just like we love to grow stuff and we love to garden, but we never had time. She's working, I'm working. We do. I, I do martial arts. My yeah. kid does martial arts. We do volleyball and baseball and basketball. And you know, I got a seven year old, and she, we're trying to figure out what what she likes to do. So that means we're going to do everything until we figure it out. <laughs> got to try it all, right? And so it, it, it left little time for gardening. But um, this is the first time. Like we we actually had a spring garden, which we hadn't had in a while. Um, and then we were, I was, we, we kept tomato plants alive through 115 degree summer. Why? Because my wife was home and she could go exactly. water them a couple times a day. I could, Hey, I'm a technology guy. Could I have set up an automated drip system watering thing? Like I had on my other garden? Absolutely. I can tell you right now, it is not the same as hand caring for your garden. You can set a timer to water as much as you want, but you're not there to see how much water comes out of the bottom of the pot. Are you actually transfusing, uh, you know, at least 10% of the water in the pot comes out of the bottom to make sure that you're saturating your roots enough. We could go on and on. I could do a whole agriculture show, but, uh, you know, it was because she was home. We were able to do that. And yeah. Mo, Mo, you, you're awesome, man. I, I really love doing this interview. I appreciate you taking time out. And, you know, I think, uh, we'll probably need to schedule another one. I think we got more stuff to talk about. Well, any any time, and let me let me let's just take this full circle. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, we were talking about good energy, positive energy versus toxic energy, mm-hmm. and I have to tell you, I um, I am very touched by your incredible energy. You, 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 you. It's very. It jumps right through the Zoom screen. How's <laughs> that? I, I really do. I'm being serious. I really feel your incredible energy. Uh, it is very clear you're a good soul. Uh, a good man uh, who who uh, wants to do right. 
And, and, you know, that's what my definition of good energy is. It's Mm -hmm. latching on to those people we get to meet on our journey who share that goodness and that love of life, that love of humanity, uh, and who aren't afraid to share their vulnerability, Ryan. Because I think that's the most important message of all is don't be afraid to share your vulnerability. It's that vulnerability that allowed you, Ryan, and me, Mo, today to connect. Because I shared my vulnerability, you shared some of yours in your marriage, for example. Uh, And what does it do? It reminds us that we're just two humans trying to do the best we can, right? Yep. And I, buddy, if I was there, I'd give you a big, a big Latino Texas <laughs> hug. Uh, and I appreciate you having me on. And I would be honored to be on any time I could be uh, of any service to you and your listeners. Well, thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, Mo Vela right here on Finding Your Frequency. We appreciate you taking the time being on. If you guys are listening to this on your favorite podcatcher or podcast application, please make sure to share it with your friends. And of course, you got to give us five stars because five stars are way better than four and Mo and I are five-star human beings. So let's make <laughs> sure we get those five stars. Uh, you guys can listen to this radio program uh, every Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern right here on The Voice America Variety Channel. Uh, and of course, you know what? Next week, we're going to be bringing you some more fantastic shows uh, and, and Mo. Again, thank you for being on. What a what a great guest you've been. Uh, we appreciate you. I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna tune in to to the Fox business this evening. I'm gonna come check it out. Oh, on Kennedy, yeah, yeah, yeah eight yeah. o'clock Eastern time. All right, I'll be I'll be I'll be I'll be just getting done with karate, so I should be able to catch that one. So that's awesome. Okay, well don't don't be too hyped up. Okay, calm down. <laughs> no, you know. Uh, Karate is one of those things where sometimes, you know, you you you, th- you think about breaking boards and bricks and all this machismo yeah. that goes along with, you know, b- karate. But there's there's a lot of not that also. There's a lot of, well, you there, know, it, al- it, allowing it, your it, mind it, and your it, body it, it, to it, work it, together. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's rooted in tranquility and it's serenity. Called, and it's called Shingi Tai, which is my there mind and my body work together as one. There we go. Yeah. Okay. So my brother, thank you, safe, stay healthy. Take care of that little girl. Okay? All right, we will. We will. Tell her, tell her she has a new gunkle. <laughs> we'll do. <laughs> okay, All right, ladies and gentlemen, easy, thanks Ryan. for tuning into the show. You guys have a great one, and we'll be back next week right here on Finding Your Frequency. Are you having trouble finding hand sanitizer? Well, Spa Treat has you covered. There's no need to go searching high and low. Just visit SpaTreatOfficial.com and place your order on their easy-to-use website. On schedule delivery. One of the great things about this product, Spa Treat Fulfillment Team is working around the clock to provide people hand sanitizer during this time of need and get your order to you as quickly as possible, even faster than Amazon. Spa Treat also has the lowest price of any of its competitors. Spa Treat has 62% alcohol content and the FDA recommends between 60 to 80 for maximum protection. This one has 62 because it doesn't dry your hands out. I use this stuff every single day. It is fantastic. It's got certified organic extracts with the ingredients in that hand sanitizer that are of the highest quality and they're designed to leave your hands smelling and feeling fresh while protecting you at the same time. The best part, there's no tricky residue left over. None. None of that sticky stuff. Four scents available, unscented, tea tree, lavender, and lemon. And best of all, this product right here is made in the good old United States of America. A lot of companies are having trouble dealing with the current demands, so Spa Treat has dedicated themselves to providing a much-needed product in the time of crisis. Spa Treat has better prices, faster shipping, and a larger supply than any of their competition. There isn't even a close second. Visit SpaTreatOfficial.com and enter promo code SPA SPA at checkout to 
you'll receive 5% off your entire order. That's right. Not only are they offering the lowest price available, but they're also offering our listeners a discount. This promo code is exclusive to Voice America, and only our listeners get this discount. Spotry and Voice America came together on this sponsorship in order to provide Americans something they could really need right now. Peace of mind. Visit SpaTreatOfficial.com and order yours today. That's SpaTreatOfficial.com and make sure you use the promo code SPA at checkout to receive 5% off your entire order. SpaTreatOfficial.com. Get your awesome hand sanitizer.